Oh, Joshua, it smells like the marijuana. <laughs> And welcome back to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, a full spoiler read, read podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. We are currently on a Game of Thrones. I am your host, Zach, and sitting next to me on this adorable little ottoman is my brother, Nate. What up? Don't make eye contact with me as I say that. Well, you turned and faced me. What so, am I supposed to do? Uh, hopefully you guys have been... Keeping up with us and rereading with us, but last week we covered Danny and Ned. Danny and Ned. I Danny that. two and Ned two. Ned three. Two three two two one. Hold up! I was just like fact six check pages of notes. Ned two. Ned two. Ned two. Danny two. So yeah, uh, Danny got married and then later had her first got did experience <laughs> as a woman. Um, she is fourteen, so chill. Thirteen. Whatever. Um, and then Whoa. Ned and Robert received a, word that she's yeah a letter wed. that she was wed and Robert doesn't want to face Dothraki in an open field Ned. <laughs> um, so it's been uh, kind of stagnant, but uh, you know what isn't stagnant is this wine that I have right here that I'm that I'm drinking. I know I am quite fond of this delicious Chardonnay that we are enjoying. Um, you know, uh, you're drinking the Chardonnay. I have a glass of the Pinot Noir, the red wine. They're fantastic. The The bottles are intricate, beautiful design, Game of Thrones themed bottles. From Game of Thrones wines. From Game of Thrones wines. Uh, Which is uh, made by vintage wine estates. And the, the, the guy up there, he's making some good shit, man. Yeah, Bob Cabral, the winemaker. Um, this is a 2017 Pinot Noir and a 2016 Chardonnay. They're great. I'm actually excited to get a couple more bottles for when season eight rolls around. So they're only twenty bucks each. Only like, twenty dollars a bottle. So you guys and should I think check the Chardonnay's out. what nineteen ninety nine. True. For yeah. less than twenty dollars. It's a deal. So all deals all around all the time. But they're great wines. So uh, you guys should check them out and uh, yeah, we appreciate them letting you know us who else likes wine partake. Tyrion. Tyrion. And Tyrion's our chapter today. It Tyrion is. two. My segues are better, but anyway. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we start Tyrion two with uh. So him. last week he was eating some breakfast with his brother and sister. He was grinning sheepishly, wolfishly. Ha ha. He was grinning wolfishly up at his old brother. Yeah. Um. Right after poor Bran had been shoved by the tower from the tower by said brother. So. Tyrion thinks that the North went on forever. It is this vast landscape that they are in. Um, he knows, Tyrion knows his way around a good map. He is no fool, but... So I like that Martin's already establishing again, right off in the start of his chapter, that he's he's booked smart. Oh, he's yeah. He's well-learned. He knows the maps. He's studied these. He's aware. But even that doesn't prepare you how for how big and cold... The North really yeah, no, fucking uh, is. Fortnite on the King's Road taught him that a map is one thing. The land is quite another in of itself. The North is huge. It's the last basically untamed kingdom in the Seven Kingdoms. It's too too huge to be really controlled, and that's why 
the North is sort so of its own independent almost. sort of nation um, of itself. They had left Winterfell the same day as the king and all his commotion and nonsense and Cersei's big old wheelhouse rumbling through. Fuck. The King's Road is just beyond the castle and the town, which, yeah, there's a little teeny tiny town. I'm actually, I don't know if we get the name. I'm just drawing a blank on the name. Didn't, they didn't say but, it in um, chapter. Yeah, I know not in this chapter, but yeah, there's a little town outside Winterfell, um, so they, they passed through there as well. And it might just have been like a collection of buildings in an inn. Yeah, yeah, no, like, it's, it's definitely a small teeny tiny. It's just... You know, the, the little, if you can't get into Winterfell because there's important goings on, you stay at the town. But the after, the like, town. three days on the road, they end up not running into, the, it gets way more scarce to run across. Well, I mean, buildings. they, like, that, that, yeah, yeah, that's right outside Winterfell. So, yeah. yeah, we would expect there to be a town and civilization. The king and the, the whole royal host turn south, and Tyrion turns north with Benjen and his nephew heading for the wall. And it quickly gets colder after that. Colder yeah. and much quieter, Tyrion said, after the Hubble, whole, yeah, the whole nonsense of the king leaving. And, and I, th- I think he means not just of that day where it's been Oh, insane, yeah, no, no, I but think. But, like, throughout, in just general, in general, yeah. Winterfell's not a, it's a bustling little establishment there. Yeah, so, like, as they're heading north, there's rivers and hills and small holdfasts and rude inns for their comfort at night. So they are kind of relatively still comfortable. Oh, rude inns. I thought you said Rudins, and I was like, what the hell oh, is yeah, a no, Rudin? Oh, yeah, no, Rudins, yeah. Um, so probably some shabby establishments, but, you know, at least they're getting a bed to sleep in on their way north. But then three days, it says, three days from Winterfell and the farmland gave way to dense woods, and it grew lonely. So they enter uh, this set of woods now, uh, heading further away from Winterfell. By the fifth day, the hills turn into mountains, and when the wind blows from the north, Long plumes of ice crystals flew from the high peaks like banners, which I just thought was really... It's just fun, descriptive yeah. wordplay. The road continues into the north through woods older and darker than Tyrion had ever seen. That's when we find out that Benjamin calls these the Wolf's Wood. I don't know really how much experience Tyrion has trekking through the woods, but he's describing it as older and darker than any he's seen, and... We've been shown the significance of wolves, so this is just kind of an ominous... It gives this ominous tone tome i think it's also partly of you know yeah he's from the south so all the woods even dense woods aren't they these ones have been growing since Mm. the you know they weren't chopped down there wasn't farming to to make space for war or anything like that or farming down there like these trees have stood here for thousands of years yeah yeah it's old and it says uh True to its name, at night they could hear the howling of wolves, uh, some distant, some relatively close. And each night, Tyrion noticed that John's albino direwolf would prick up its ears at the nightly howls, but never joined his voice to theirs. He remained silent, and Tyrion thinks to himself that there's something kind of unsettling about that direwolf. Ghost is... Ghost is fine. Leave him alone. He, well, he's just so quiet. You know, he's not joining in the howl. Yeah, like he's, which he doesn't get, act uh, as a, a normal. We'll get a little more of that quietness here in a little. So bit Tyrion too. goes into the party that they're traveling. How many of them there are, and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So he's. Uh, they started out with just him and Benjamin Stark, John, and then he has two men from the Lannisters just to keep him company, some personal guards, as befits a Lannister. You know, uh, and then along the road at one of the inns, they run into a fellow brother of Benjen Stark, Yorin. Yorin! I didn't realize how early on we meet Yorin. 
And so it's it's already establishing who he is, what he does, before we even get an idea of, you know, how impactful he's going yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's interesting because Yorin, while described as another black brother, Yorin was stooped and sinister. It says his features were hidden behind a beard as black as his clothing. That I mean, that's a kind of horrifying first discreet like this does not sound like a good man this does yeah, not sound like, like someone we're gonna he's a trust sinister. he's a scary dude i don't really i'm not even really comfortable with john being around yorin let alone i believe it's Arya later that yeah close encounters in yeah but we find out that you know he's he's round up a couple of rapscallions mm-hmm. and uh taking them up to the wall rapers these, these, yeah rapers from the fingers from the finger where we know little finger peter bailish do so you think know. they have anything no uh, i think it's just, just establishing more of the yeah, world okay. but i just you know anytime something about little yeah finger so they up. they've got you know the choice to go to the wall or they could be castrated yeah and so Tyrion's, you know like well i guess they they made the better decision. Yeah, pretty much. Um, um, I'm going to start referring to that from now on as being Theon. So. Okay, right. Tyrion notices John watching Yorin. Yeah. Um, and John has Tyrion. Well, because says... on top of the features you mentioned, yeah, Yorin's gross, man. He's yeah, no, yeah, not... Tyrion says he, he he looks tough as an old root and hard as a stone, but yeah, he's ragged. And, and yeah, John is just watching him with, to Tyrion, what looks like a look of dismay. He's Yorin's greasy, full of lice, and the two recruits, the two rapers, are even worse. They're they're just they're gross looking, and the the two that were with Yorin, uh, Tyrion notes seem as stupid as they were cruel. So, that's not really a good bunch to mean and dumb. Yeah, it's just yeah, exactly. But it says Tyrion's thinking that Benjen Stark seems to share Ned's hatred of Lannisters. Yeah, uh, because he was not at all pleased when Tyrion told him that he would like to go north with them. Um, so before that, Tyrion was thinking, and I thought it was interesting because he said Tyrion believes John made the mistake of I skip, thinking. Yeah, I skipped that whole fucking paragraph. The, Night's, thing. the Night's Watch were all uh, like Benjen, mm-hmm. and so like seeing these recruits, and then this, you know, clearly a brother of the Night's Watch, and how completely different, not honorable, and oh, yeah, yeah. I took it, and so it's. It almost makes you wonder again: Were Benjen's intentions for joining the Night Watch actually as noble as John's intentions are, as he wants them to be? I mean, like, so do you think Benjen was, <coughs> was accused of a crime? Not necessarily a crime, but it, I, I feel like it it shows that it's not a desirable place. Benjen wouldn't just volunteer to go there unless he had some reason to, whether it be a crime. Or a secret to keep. Mm. Well, uh, yeah, Tyrion feels sorry for John. Mainly, it says for the path that he chose, or perhaps the path that was chosen for him. So I think that kind of leans into that as well, where you know, right. John, in the end, really didn't have a choice about where he was going to end up. But then, yeah, that's when Tyrion thinks on to himself that Benjen seems to share Ned's hatred of Lannisters, and that he was pissed when Tyrion yeah. told him he wanted to go north. But... You can't really say Give no to the warning. Too. I just punched the table. Great. Well, this is this is like a, a reoccurring thing. Is that going to be our first reoccurring theme? Is you kicking tables? I, it's gonna be me fucking punching you in the face <laughs> in a minute. But you don't say no to the queen's brother, so that matter was settled. But Benjen promises Tyrion that he's not gonna enjoy the trip, and he lives up to that promise. I think Benjen kind of makes it a little harder than it needs to be, but uh, 
by the end of the first week, Tyrion's thighs are raw from hard riding. His legs are cramped, and he's chilled to the bone. But he, he'll be damned if he's going to, like, let Benjen get any satisfaction out of him. Yeah, and he so signed a discomfort. Quiet. Yeah, so he's, you know, kind of keeping it to himself. But he does <laughs> kind of take his own small sort of revenge, which I think is great, in that Benjen had offered him a cloak. Um, an old, gross, musty, bearskin cloak. Just kind of in a show of, like, gallantry. Yes. Like, this is what's expected of the Night's Watch to honor a lord. Oh, dear so lord, here, here please thing. let me present to you And Tyrion says, no doubt he was expecting Tyrion to decline, but Tyrion, it says Tyrion has accepted with a smile. He had brought all of his warmest clothing up from the south with him, but it was nowhere near enough. He is still fucking cold up here. And so... With that, they, they pull up, and I think they're making camp here. Oh, well, I was just going to oh, say, yeah, uh, yeah no, uh, um, Tyrion just thinks that by now Benjen's probably regretting that because he doesn't have the cloak, and Tyrion thinks to himself, the Lannisters, Lannisters never declined graciously oh, or otherwise. The Lannisters took what was offered, and I just think that that's a pretty like we don't really get that yeah. descriptor of the Lannisters again, so that's an interesting one where... If it's yeah, I wrote that down too. I've, I don't know why. I I, yeah, no, I just so I just think it's funny that Tyrion's taken sort of this own little revenge. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, eventually they get to the point in the road where there are no more holdfasts or inns or little tiny towns they can stay in. They've got to make their own camp, so they start doing that. They set up for the night. Our man Tyrion ain't too good at pitching those tents, yo. I don't know why I just said it like that, but it well, works. It's done, and that's that. Um, so. Yeah, no, Tyrion's not the best at. Making or breaking down camp. Um, he's too small. I wonder why. Too hobbled. Too oh, in the way. You're going to tell us. Yeah. Uh, Tyrion tells us. Truth. So while Benjen, Yorin, and all the other men are setting up the camp, Tyr- it, it said it became Tyrion's custom, so he's done this quite a few times now, to go off by himself and read with his fur and his wine skin. Does Tyrion ever return to Winterfell before Catelyn... I believe he does, because I believe he presents Bran with the saddle. Okay, okay. And Rob doesn't want him there and all that fun nonsense. So, uh, the only reason I ask is because, as you're mentioning, he's going off to read. And the particular book he's reading, he borrowed from the Library of Winterfell. Yes. That, uh, this is a part I really don't remember. Um, yeah, he's drinking some really nice rare wine. Um, yeah, a sweet amber from the Summer Isles. Yeah, that he brought north from Casterly the Rock yeah. with him. Um, yeah, in a book on a rumination on the history and properties of dragons, yes. which, uh, with Lord Stark's permission, Tyrion borrowed, along with a few other so, rare volumes. Now, the only reason I asked you before if he stops by Winterfell is, does he... Return to the library. I believe he returns the books. That's yes. unfortunate as fuck. Yeah. Because he... See, I forgot that he... If he does that, because, as we know, the library's getting burned down. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he mentioned these rare volumes that he knows... Oh, yeah, 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 no, I think that that's awesome. That breaks my heart. I think that's intentional. I think it's meant to be that minor lost bastion of knowledge. Oh, like, sad. yeah, yeah. So he finds a spot beyond the, just beyond the noisy camp. He doesn't want to go too far, but he finds a nice stream and a grotesquely ancient oak. I like that because I think it's him. He's it grotesque. Him. Yeah, he's, yeah, absolutely. He's it's found a, the tree that he comfort. relates to. Yeah, yeah, same. And, uh, uh, so that's providing him some shelter from the brutal, brutal wind. And he cracks open his book and starts yes, to read. And we get some sweet information. Yeah, on kind of like it, it's very random information. The the excerpt that Tyrion's reading and kind of and I like 
spot. This is, I mean, we got to remember when Game of Thrones first came out, we didn't have a world of ice and fire and fire and blood where we have all this knowledge on dragons. So Mm. this is initially the only thing we have on dragons besides what we've gotten from over on the other side in Danny chapters. And it's it's fed to us early on some of these properties that you know dragons claim to have and yeah do you have the description of it yeah the so i have so i just kind of jotted down some bullet points where they put that dragon bones are uh black due to high iron yep that they are impervious to fire obviously yeah. they're highly flexible yeah. and so they're used in the craftsmanship of bows especially uh, because and then it states that the Dothraki yeah, like to the use Dothraki those, really and that a dragon bone bow is highly sought after because it can out distance any normal. Wood yeah, it's or uh, steel. it's also the last property. The one property you missed was uh, it's stronger than steel. Yeah, yes, lighter. Yes. Uh, with, like that's just an intent. Like that, and that's just the bone of the dragon. That's nothing else. Like right, so, right. yeah, that's really so. And it even mentions that Tyrion is obs- he's got an obsession. With uh, yeah, a morbid fascination. Yes. Uh, when he first came to King's Landing for Robert and Cersei's wedding, it says he immediately sought out the skulls. But Robert had taken them down from the throne room and thrown them, uh, replaced them with banners, and Tyrion hunted them down until he found them in the cellars at uh, King's Landing. Yeah, this is sick, too, how yeah. he found them. Um, he thought they would be impressive, probably even frightening, but he didn't think he would find them beautiful, and yet they were. They were black as onyx, polished smooth, so the bones seemed to shimmer in the firelight. It says they liked the fire, he sensed. They seemed to suck it up and enjoy it. Fuck, like... It w- they liked the fire, he said. He would thrust his torch into the mouths of these dragon skulls to see the shadows flicker and dance, and as he moved away, he could have sworn the empty eye sockets watched him go. There's a lot of people that buy into the theory that Tyrion is a Targaryen, and I think it starts here, in this chapter, with this description. I <clears throat> Do you believe, like... Do we we believe I, in love, love. I fucking hate you, but <laughs> like we know that dragons have an affinity for fire, obviously. But like, he, he, they liked the fire. He sensed. Like, is he actually picking up on so, something? Like, the thing for me is because I I really wanna, I I wouldn't be against Tyrion being. See, honestly, I'm not a huge it. fan of it. Like, I, it's a neat I idea. I like Tyrion Lannister um, being Tyrion Lannister. But I really like the fact that Tyrion Lannister so embraced the Lannisters for him to discover that he's not even. Yeah. Like, it's just a, a fun concept to toy around with. Do I think it's going to pan out that way? No, probably not. Just because, you know, yeah, yeah there's yeah. evidence to back it up. I just think it's, you know, what kid doesn't dream about fucking dragons, especially in this world? And so when you're a dwarf, like, what more could you hope for? Well, you, like, you got nothing else. Like. Pin pin that thought that they liked the fire he sensed, because that brings me around to another point that we'll come up to. But he continues on saying, there were 19 skulls in all, the oldest more than 3,000 years old. The most recent are... So these ones got me thinking a lot, too. The misshapen. Yeah, and like they're oddly misshapen. And small. Size of a mastiff, yeah. roughly. Yeah. Like what? Why are they? Why does he point out they're oddly misshapen? Like were they just malformed dragons? I were think they so. Yeah, bashed and killed at some point early in their lives, and so they just 
God damn it. I know that there were multiple attacks on the Dragon Pit at specific times in King's Landing's history, so... Yeah, I meant I, to ask you. I wouldn't figure. put it past the fact that this maybe some of the dragons were actually, like, deformed because of some reason or another, but I think it's just how stunted they end, ended up getting where their bodies couldn't grow normally, so right. they grew abnormally. Yeah, it says that these were the last of the Targaryen dragons, the, the smaller ones, and perhaps the last dragons anywhere. And then from there on, they just got bigger until you get to Aegon and his sister's dragons. And we've got Balerion, Meraxes, and Vagar. And it's, Tyrion just says, you could easily ride a horse down the throat of the smallest, but Balerion, the, the Black Dread, Balerion the Black Dread... Could probably Dread, eat a fucking mammoth. Yeah, he's the largest of all of them, and he's enormous. And Tyrion would just stand and stare at this dragon for hours, just being in awe of it. Trying to imagine the size of the living creature, he said. So he's sitting there looking at this skull, but that's got no skin, that's got no body, that's got no wings. It's, he's just sitting there staring, trying you know, to it's, imagine. It's this almost creature. like trying to comprehend like the depth of the ocean or the or the, the size of the universe the, or space. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. what I was like, exactly thinking. You just about. you can't really get your brain around it. So then he starts ruminating on uh, how three hundred years ago. His ancestor, King Lauren of the Rock, and King Myrn of the Reach, which you can read all about this in Fire and Blood. I'm working on it, man. Um, joined their forces together against the Targaryen conquest, against Aegon the Conqueror. It and says, this is the, the, the Field of Fire. Yes. Uh, okay. Aegon had a fifth of the men they did when they combined their forces, and it, when they met in the Reach, in a field of golden wheat ready for harvest, it appeared the two kings had him beat. Oh, I get it. Because the field of wheat looks like fire, so it's a field of no, fire. No, the field of wheat was easily caught on fire. Oh, I get it. Yeah, because it's dry and ready to harvest. I'm um, just kidding, jeez. And so, yeah, it seems like the uh, the two kings had it won until Aegon and his sisters joined the battle, and it was the only time all three dragons were at least unleashed at once, and... They unleashed hellfire on this it field. It was a massacre. And the singers then, yes, called it the Field of Fire. Because it looked like wheat that appeared as fire. That was a heavy sigh. <laughs> uh, near 4,000 men burned that day. King Myrn of the Reach among them. However, Tyrion's ancestor, King Lorne, managed to escape and later pledge fealty, which Tyrion is quite thankful for. Tyrion is interrupted in his reading how fucking rude yo that happened to me at work today when i was reading instead of working yeah you know, you know like what a, was interrupting my like note was taking to today oh yeah i was doing you, that too. yeah mm -hmm. but i made you dinner with the hamburgers Whatever. So fuck off uh and yeah Tyrion's interrupted by john snow asking him why do you read so much snow is standing a few feet away from Tyrion, just kind of watching him kind of closely and Tyrion just looks up and marks his place in his book calmly and then asks him Look at me and tell me what you see. And Jon Snow thinks it's a trick, yada, yada, yada. And he says, I see you. And this is where we get one of Tyrion's best monologues. Uh, it's, I think especially in this book um, where he just says, you know, you see a dwarf. I have... Well, he compliments Jon first. Well, no, yeah, you're, yeah, you're being yeah, very you're, nice. You're, you're kind. You're doing what you're supposed to, but you know, you see a let dwarf. Me tell you what you yeah, see. Uh, I have difficulty walking. I have to use a special saddle, which I designed myself, he says. My arms are too short. Had I been born a peasant, they would have left me to die. But alas, I was born a, a Lannister Casterly Rock. 
So things are expected of me, Tyrion says. He says that because they might have put him up to be a, a jester or a, a freak, basically, yeah, and a, a grotesquerie. Yeah, that the grotesqueries are out now because of it. So yeah, yeah, they're losing they're, coin they're, they're because less. of them. Um, he says, my father was handed the king for 20 years, and my brother killed that very same king, and life is filled with these little ironies, and he kind of laughs about that. He says, my sister married the new king, and my repulsive nephew will be king after him. So, I mean, right there, we also get insight into the way Tyrion feels a little bit about his family. Um, Especially Joffrey there. Exactly, like, yeah. Which we kind of got an idea when he the, slapped the, him earlier. Slap, but... but this shows that it was more than just a just an uncle punishing or, you know, reprimanding. Yeah, no, he finds him absolutely He thinks repulsive. he's a terrible yeah. child. And so he continues, I must do my part but how, uh, for, the, for the honor of my house. But how? Uh, my head is too large, though he believes it's just large enough for his mind. Um, and he says, my mind is my weapon. Jamie has his sword, Robert has his hammer, but a mind needs books as a sword needs a whetstone if it's to keep its edge. And that is why I read so much Jon Snow. And it's just, it's perfect. Tyrion knows exactly what he is, what he can do, his physical capabilities, his limitations. I think he's a little more braggadocious because of we as we know his affinity for horrors gets him into some trouble and yeah but yeah no he kind of he knows what he is and he knows he's never gonna win a fight with swords and and shields and armor so he needs to yeah. stay smart and he's so a hatchet. information a, is absolutely yeah so yeah. john absorbed that all with silence which I like to think is a direct tie to, to Ghost, Ghost again. Yeah, absolutely. But then Tyrion thinks he had the stark face, if not the name, long, solemn, guarded, a face that gave nothing away. And wait, then... wait, wait, wait. Do you have a point to make on that? Because I do. So before you get into the next part, because I know what you're going to get into the next part, but a face that gave nothing away, I immediately thought of Arya. Yes. They share so the same face, yes. like, but, okay, then you can continue. And so, because especially when she eventually will get into the, the game of lies. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, the game know, of faces, all that game, fun stuff. You know, yeah, all the, yeah. the fun stuff. And so then th- his next quote was, wherever his mother had been. Whoever. Who, pardon. Yeah, <laughs> I can't read my own damn handwriting. Uh, whoever is, wherever. where I just did it a fucking game. Yeah, you did. Wherever is. <clears throat> whoever. Whoever. Whoever his mother had been. Whoever his mother had been. Holy shit, kids. Now you interrupt the one time I get it right. Whoever his mother had been, she left little of herself in her son. You had a point to make? Not anymore, you fucking... You got me all turned no, around No, uh, yeah. Um, I think the this is Martin's delicious irony, where... It's not that the mother had left little. It's that the father had left little. It's that the father had left little, and the mother is a Stark, and that's why he has to stay. It's it's fucking... I mean, obviously, if you subscribe to what the show says and what... I mean, a lot of... Obviously, Even a lot of people lot of had it figured out in the books long before the show ever did anything, obviously. And before, you know, the newer seasons had aired, I believed R plus L equals J as well. That was the, the, seri- the right. theory I subscribed to, so... Yeah, to me, this just definitely is saying, no, it's, it's, he takes after Lyanna, not his father, Rhaegar. But John asks what Tyrion's reading about. Yo, what you, what you reading, dog? Dragons. And yeah, you're dragons. Just dragons. And John says, like, why? What's the point? There are no more dragons, which is a little ignorant, you know? Information is information, you know? Right. It's always, it's always good to be informed, so. Especially after what Tyrion just told him. And then Tyrion says, uh, he responds with, yeah, so they say, uh, there are no more dragons. It's sad, isn't it? And then he mentions that he, he used to wish he had a, a dragon as a kid. Mm-hmm. And John's like, 
you was messing with me. Like he, he doesn't believe him, and he's like, you know, nobody can look down on a dwarf from the back of a dragon. Yeah, even a stunted, twisted, ugly little boy can look down over the world when he's on a dragon's back. Yeah, I mean. John gets, like, suspicious of him when he says he used to wish for it. And it's like, you know, Tyrion was a child once, too. He used to have these fantasies. He wasn't right. that different from Bran, And then I'm he sure. starts mentioning, uh, speaking of childhood, his dreams and how he felt as a kid and mm. uh, how he dreamed of burning his father, Tywin, and his well, sister. Well, yeah, he, he used to start fires in the bowels of Casterly Rock, and he would stare into them for hours pretending it's dragon fire which is where make note of this uh yeah when i said make note of this like so is it the red god then so i don't know because i was uh... in blood is he seeing things in the flame because yes he pictures he pretends the fire is uh dragon fire and he sees his father burning and his sister burning in it like i mean we know what he does to his father i mean there's no fire involved in there but it's symbolic to me of just death right right you know And maybe it's death caused by him. Exactly. So that's what I mean. The, the, the people the he wants dead the most. Yeah, his father and yeah. his sister definitely. Like, so do you, maybe it's something to do with the red god instead, where he's staring into the fire for hours, and these are the. Yeah. I mean, I Who I don't. Knows? I mean, maybe. It's, it's just so it's yeah. A point that John gets made. is horrified and fascinated all yeah. at the same time. And Tyrion's like, "Don't, don't look at me like that." Like, and then he just breaks this child down. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> you know. I know you've had similar thoughts. You like your life couldn't have been all that great at Winterfell. I'm sure Lady Stark, you know, made you feel nice and welcome, and you know, but you always had your brother Rob. But you know, he gets Winterfell, you get the Wall, so that's kind of shitty. And like, don't even get me started on dear old Dad and like having, I'm sure, the best reason to ship your ass up to the Wall. And now you get to head up to the Wall, and you get to join a noble, noble order yes. of rapers and thieves and just great people Tyrion picks this kid apart just to the point where john just yells stop it and his face is dark with anger he's fucking pissed. and so this part right here touches my little heart because Tyrion actually feels bad oh no no you skipped way ahead because oh, that's when uh john says the oh, night's right. watch is a noble calling yeah, yeah, newfound and uh and Tyrion just fucking laughs at him and says you're way too smart to believe that bullshit like peasants Debtors, poachers, rapers, thieves, and bastard children. These are your new brothers. These men with urine that you are t- curling your nose up at that you clearly can't stand. You know, watching for all the grumpkins and snarks that your wet nurse told you about. Like, and, and Tyrion points out, so, but since they, they don't exist, you know, it's not necessarily dangerous work, but your balls will freeze off, so, you know. But that's okay, because you can't breed anyway, because it's just this fucked up, shitty order. I, that, I think, does also show a little of Tyrion's ignorance that he doesn't, obviously, he doesn't know the White Walkers are around. So I think he has a very natural reaction to the Night's Watch. Well, and... I think that that's not, that's not unfair to Tyrion, especially yeah, considering yeah, definitely. even, like, Ned Stark isn't, doesn't believe Yeah, d- that's White what Walkers. I mean. It's, it's a lack of information, not a lack of, you know, just being presented facts yeah. and ignoring it, but... But so at that point, at that's that when point, my little heart melts because yeah. Tyrion actually sees John and he's like, "Fuck, this kid's well, fucking." Like Tyrion. John's about to pull a signature move and storm off in tears or take a swing at Tyrion because he does. Yeah, and so face. he's he wants to go comfort. And him. yeah, he's yeah actually like Tyrion gets bad. hit with this wave of guilt and is like, "Oh shit!" Like, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> my bad. You're not little... Joffrey, you little cunt that deserves to yeah. be reamed hard. So he steps forward and goes to give John like a pat on the shoulder, you know, just to be nice and. 
He's he on the ground. Never even Boom. sees it coming. Yeah, he's not. Doesn't see, straight doesn't on his hear ass. anything. Just next thing he knows, he's getting knocked the fuck down. Books going flying. Getting knocked yeah. the fuck out. Uh, Ghost had jumped forward and knocked Tyrion right the fuck down. And Tyrion is knocked on his ass and tries to get off. And as he does so, his back <laughs> kind of spasms a bit. So he extends a hand toward John, and Ghost is just suddenly between them. He's not growling, but he's baring his teeth and just. Obviously, Tyrion doesn't want to move, so he doesn't. He lays back down, right. and he asks John to like help him, or he extends his hand up, and John tells yeah, him to ask me nicely, and maybe I'll help you. And this is where Tyrion felt the anger coiling inside him, which is funny because that's that's what Tyrion's been doing to John. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, it's a, it's don't use it. Use it. Like you're you're a dwarf. You're supposed to be better than being. Yeah, and and, and then he thinks uh, he turns it off. He turns that anger right off with a thought. And this wasn't his first time being humiliated. So he does. He says, you know, I would be. I would greatly appreciate your assistance in getting up, John. And it's not, you know, like, I don't think that's eating too much crow. Like, you know, it doesn't sound too pathetic and whiny. So John calls Tyrion, or Jesus, John calls Ghost off and Ghost sits back, but keeps his eyes locked on Tyrion. John helps Tyrion back up and Tyrion's basically like, the fuck yeah. Yeah, why'd your wolf just go ham on me? And uh, John (laughs) says, well, maybe he thought you were a grumpkin. And so I think this here is the line that will establish their relationship forever to come because i think that Tyrion liked john before this mm. understood that he was smart he even mentioned it directly to him you're too smart to believe that stupid yeah, shit yeah. but this is the first time he's getting that quick-witted humor from yeah, the kid yeah. that he actually enjoys and realizes you know this kid's all right yeah he's a, he's okay um, Tyrion wants to get angry at the maybe you were a grumpkin, but then he gives just, him a sharp look. Yeah, and just, he just starts laughing. He yeah. can't help it. Um, so John hands him the wine skin, and Tyrion takes a sip. Yeah, basically just laughing, saying he suppose he does look yeah. like a grumpkin. Yeah. So. Uh, the wine was described as cool fire that Yo, trickled down his throat. What the fuck? That's a perfect way. Cool to describe fire, wine. like in a cold, wintry, like yeah, in the, so- yeah, in the song of ice and fire. You yeah, know, let's exactly. have some cool fire running down. So he hands it to John and offers him a sip, and John asks, you know, says what you said is true, isn't it? And Tyrion nods, yeah, like the, the Night's Watches. And John's like, shit. all right, cool. Yeah, and John's like, it is, if it is, it is. Like, it is what it is. Um, and this is uh, one of my favorite quotes of the of one of his just all-time favorite things that Tyrion says. Yeah. It, that's good, bastard. Most men would rather deny a hard truth than face it. And yeah. John's 14, and he's already seeing that life's fucked, Yeah, he's going to continue on this course, even though he's seeing... And you know it's, what's awaiting him, basically. You know we get to see that that uh, that adult side of him that we've seen in every chapter that he's appeared in with Arya. You know, explaining that life's not fair for either of them because she's a girl, he's a bastard. You know, and in Bran's chapter with you know the wolves and initially not thinking he was going to get one, accepting that shit's fucked. Yeah, he yeah. just he he sees the the what he needs to see to move on because. That's life, I suppose. <laughs> um, yeah, I like the, the line that comes after. So he says, yeah, most men would rather deny a hard truth than face it. And John asks him, most men, but not you? And Tyrion says, not me. I hardly ever dream of dragons anymore. There are no dragons. And to me, that's that's like one of the saddest lines about Tyrion is like, 
you know, and, and it's relating to men would rather deny a hard truth than face it. Tyrion is accepting that he's never going to be able to tower right. over all these men on Dragonback. And right, Yeah. There and so it's that fantasy. He gave up that fantasy That's in his order hard to grow up. Is, yeah. It's, right, now he's absorbed in books because yeah. he can't be a dreamer. So Tyrion says, all right, we should head back before your Uncle Benjamin calls the fucking <laughs> banners on us and... So uh, they're heading back, and it's pretty rough. And at one point, John offers Tyrion a hand, but Tyrion kind of waves him off and says he would make his own way as he had all his life, which is just another great Got description it. of yeah, Tyrion. It's just giving us a background um, more there. So yeah, they get back to camp. And Benjen's about there to uh, call the banners. Yeah, yeah, he's about ready. Yorn's skinning a squirrel, and Tyrion's man, Morik, uh, hands him a ladle as Tyrion comes up to taste it and Tyrion just tells him more pepper Tyrion clearly knows food and wine obviously clearly and uh yeah Benjamin's kind of pissed by John's absence son. but he specifically says I thought the others got you I noticed that too which is um just an interesting thing to say to someone do, who got lost in the wolfwood do you think that he he's seen them at this point yeah yeah I think Benjamin yeah. Stark knows cause like that's the way that he was just straight up like the I thought the others got you but like, like but, and he was who the fuck thinks that they can walk in here and not turn their goddamn phone off? Apparently me. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, he thought the others got him, um, which is just interesting because they're south of the wall. But And Tyrion just says, <laughs> no. Yeah, no, it was Grumpkins. Yep. And Tyrion starts laughing, and then Jon even starts laughing as well, and Benjamin's confused as hell, and Yorin doesn't give a shit. And so, yeah, they sit down and they eat. And Enjoy a nice meal. Tyrion passes the wineskin and says, even until Yorin managed to mellow out a little bit, and everyone heads to bed, except for John, who draws Night's First Watch. Then Tyrion was the last to retire, as always. Now, this is uh, coming up is the reason I told you to put a pin in the, the fire from the fire that he's sitting in Balerion. Yeah, as he gets there. to his tent, he takes a look back at Johnny John sitting near the fire. It's described as his face is still and hard looking deep into the flames and Tyrion smiles sadly and goes to bed I mean John is doing what Tyrion used to so, do right like, and that's it I, th I think it's that he he understands after because when when Tyrion was I kicked the table this time yeah I, I I think that when Tyrion was explaining the dragons to us uh right after he was reading the book before John showed up he was reminiscing himself about these times as a child where he could dream and he could have these these That's what's hopes so brilliant that... about the lineup of this chapter is that Tyrion's already kind of in these thoughts of, like, what he wanted. Right, and right. And then Jon Snow comes up, a bastard who could never want for anything. And so Tyrion's trying to connect with him on this level of, like, yo, I know what it's want like to want the unobtainable, what you will never fucking have. Right. And, like... And so then, you know... The, the looking into the fires was the way Tyrion lost that innocence where he found, you know, the found the strength to f face the hard truth. And so exactly is that strength and coming so, from an external source. Now, I think because especially even with Cause the... Because we, we get John chapters, but we are not in John's head for this moment. Right, so right. is there something going exactly. on Exactly, and so even with the people that claim they can interpret the red gods mm -hmm. melisandre and what's his face out there with the 
Victarion. Morico. Morico, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Thoros. And well, Thoros, not he's, so much yeah, interpreting he's, stuff Yeah, in the he's fire. just bringing, doing some cool shit. But even they have trouble reading what they see. Mm. And so who's to say that anybody's not seeing some shit in the flames? They just don't know how to well, read that's, it that's and it. what it is. Or if it, maybe they just assume it's their own thoughts projecting into the the fire and they're just internalizing it, you know. Yeah, and so he as could much definitely... as I, you know, I hate to drop back to the show, when the Hound in the latest season looked into the flames and saw something, It made that kind of made me think of, like, is it possible for, yeah, just anyone to look into the flames at the right moment in maybe their lives or wherever they are and see what they need to see? They won't understand it, obviously. Melisandre trains for years and misinterprets fucking everything about Stannis. So, like, or, or maybe in the books, but um, is, it, is it possible? Yeah, is... You know, the Red God talking to a ton of characters that we just, you know, we either don't see it through their point of view at the time or it's, it's just, just not so known that it's that muddled, yeah, and confused that they don't even think of it as a, you know, thing. But that ends Tyrion's uh, second chapter in A Game of Thrones as he heads off to Betty Bye with Jon Snow standing guard over all of them. True. So, do you have any. Wrap up thoughts about the the chapter as a whole. What'd you think? I love Tyrion. It's a spectacular chapter. I love Tyrion. Um, this might be one of my favorites so far in the book. I love Tyrion because of all the the dragon talk. Um, who is it you had just mentioned there? Tyrion. Yeah, that guy's in there a lot, and I like him a bit. And the the relationship between Jon Snow and Tyrion yes. is nice. It's just you know Tyrion's actually trying to be a good guy when he shits on Jon a little too hard. And <laughs> he feels bad about it. Like he's right, actually just right. trying to help this kid. So, um, do you have an inductee? Yeah. Uh, mine's going way, way back to Aegon uh, for just fucking decimating. Lighting up the field the, of yeah, fire. Yeah, the field of fire was one of my favorite things to read <laughs> in Fire and Blood. So, I actually just really like that story of just how outnumbered they were and then just how much of a powerful force these dragons actually fucking are. They win wars easily, you know, many, many years ago. So, the fact that there are three on the other side of the world is actually a big force fucking deal so and it's so cool that he martin wrote you know game of thrones a game of thrones so many years ago they just came out with fire and blood you know yeah, so yeah. recently but to finally give context to some of these things yeah. that he had been thinking about and i, and I also like the way he's just constantly you know dragons are a thing dragons are powerful and like you know you can't almost help but think of danny whenever we hear right, dragons so right. it's just you know they're they're there they're these things i know they haven't been born yet but danny just got dragon eggs like they're almost in every chapter where someone's having a thought of or right. uh, a rumination on dragons so yeah Aegon in i mean i guess a minor like his plus one could be one of his sister wives i don't really care which one but yeah Aegon, he's my boy plus one so mine this week this episode because we're doing two episodes now so for this episode uh, is just right. We are doing two episodes this week. Yeah, it's Benjen, Benjen Stark, and so the reason I'm giving it to him is because he was nice enough to offer up his coat. Nice. And when it was accepted, completely to his chagrin, he also, just like Tyrion, had the courtesy to not fucking bitch and whine about it. When he was cold and upset that Tyrion took the fucking jacket when he wasn't. I really wish it. these two could get along. I know like, they would be such great friends. Benjamin, you kind of need just, to get over your shit, man. It would be so good, but 
anyway, that was that was our thoughts. I like I'm just so excited as we're getting more and more into this book as the chapters get a little thicker. Yeah, it's just more in in depth talk and more to go into. And people are so. getting places. We're heading to the wall and we're heading you know down to King's Landing and. So it's gonna be interesting. Next, uh, we're gonna be reading Catelyn three, I believe. Yeah. In a, for our next and episode. And then after that would be what Sansa, Sansa one. one. Yes. Sansa, shit, yeah. So, uh, yeah, cool. things are gonna start happening. Catelyn's still at Winterfell, obviously, with poor little Bran. Yep. So remember, Mondays and Thursdays are the release days. Yeah. Uh, you'll see them every week. We've got them out. Usually, I try and get them out as early in the morning as I can. Like. That's like 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. But, uh, but in the meantime, you guys know you can reach us on just about every social media. Um, we're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Leave us this, the reviews there, the likes, yeah, reviews. subscribes, whatever you yeah, can do, anything, whatever platform everything. you use. We also got Instagram at Brotherhood Without. Uh, we have Facebook.com slash Brotherhood Podcast. And we're on Twitter at Manners Without. Um, we also are, we've got some new ideas now rumbling for our Patreon bonus content. Yes. So um, I suppose we'll wait until next episode to actually toss around those ideas yeah. so we can get it formulated a little bit. Down, but... but definitely look for that. We're at patreon.com slash without manners, I believe. Yeah. Um, and our Gmail? Yeah. Gmail. Oh, that's without manners brotherhood. At gmail.com. Pretty sure they know how to get to Gmail. I'm telling them how gmail. to email us. www. Yeah. Um, and yeah, visit uh, Game of Thrones Wines. If yes. you guys want some sweet, Pick cheap up some bottle wine. of wines that are delicious. Um, Very good. And they're cool bottles. Even if you don't drink wine, just have it on the shelf, chilling. They're only 20 bucks, so you can't beat it. Can't beat it. But anyway, I just found out that I was born a peasant, so I'm going to be gone and sold to a grotesquerie so i gotta get out of here yo even the grotesqueries don't want you yeah well they're not making money off me you're grotesque i'm gonna be the dude like spinning the sign for the grotesquerie oh you're just a yeah. spine are so. you saying the sign twirlers are fucking they're people too man that's messed up that's messed up poor sign twirlers i wouldn't be one but you know it takes hard. skill i know i can't handle that kind of talent throwing those things around up in the air me neither well Maybe I'll just be put on display like a freak. All right. Well, we're only a month away from season eight airing, so that's exciting. Very Otherwise, exciting. Uh, we're just kind of stagnating, waiting for Winds of Winter news. So you guys had us up. Stagnating. We're, we're reading a Game of Thrones, and it's delicious. I mean, it's never bad to reread the book, but I mean, for new information, news. I, granted, I still have to read Fire and Blood. And you just came up with a new theory but... today that I think you should reformulate a little and yeah, maybe we'll talk and about we a little bit. Discuss that. Um, a bit. I think it's been found before by some others, but I, I uh, noob. I found this one on my own though, even if it's already been found before. Whatever. So. But anyway, thanks guys. Make sure you hit us up. Let us know what you're thinking. Bella Doheris. Peace.